Hello everyone. Being with you here this morning is a tremendous privilege and I just really want to jump into this message. Over the last uh, few weeks, we've had four themes that are presenting themselves to us. Let me remind you of what they are. The first is our theme for 2020, which is there is a river. And it comes from Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river, the streams of which make glad the city of God. Then, after that, we started to talk about these unusual words, which are becoming quite familiar to us. Purgativa, Illuminata, and Unitiva. Uh, this morning, we'll really only look at the first one, Purgativa, which has this sense of being cleaned, being swept clean. I don't want to sound trite and minimise the intensity and the richness of those words, but pretty much summed up, they are uh, sweep it out, turn it on and join up. This morning we're kind of doing sweep it out. Then in the prayer meetings that we were having just before we had to disband, um, uh, Psalm 51 verse 10 was coming up. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. And then the fourth thing has just been recent, but it's really lodged with me. And that is the idea that Graham gave us last week, that this is a time to reset. It's like we've got an invitation. With everything that's going on, we have an invitation to reset. And when I heard that, it did resonate. So this morning, I'm going to try and weave these four things together to see where God wants to take us. So we're looking at the river, we're looking at an idea of being swept clean or cleansed. We'll go to Psalm 51 verse 10 and see if out of all of that, we can get this idea of a reset going. Let's go straight to the river. Now, rivers in general, we I'm about to say things that are just blindingly obvious. They are places where we get food. They're places where we get water, we can drink from them, we eat out of them. Um, they are places uh, to pr that provide transport, so they're points of connectivity. And right there and then, you can see how we can easily spiritualise this motif of the river. Also, a few weeks ago, Josh started to talk to us about having a Sabbath. And the river comes to mind again when I think about the Sabbath. So this is where we might do recreational fishing or swimming or canoeing or we sit by the banks of the river and just watch the water go by. Uh, the idea of that pause where work is not the issue but recreation is. So the river is certainly speaking to us and we can see that these marvellous geological structures that are all over the globe. And of course, I've left out the obvious one, which is the ability of the river to clean. So you can wash your clothes in the river, you can bathe in the river. Um, and certainly, it's easy to see the spiritual dynamic in that. And I think that's probably our dailiness. Every day we can come to the Lord and we can say, forgive me for my unrighteousness. Lord, cleanse me from unrighteousness in that we may be saying something like, forgive me for the things that I've done that have not been right. I know they've not been right. Also, give me the grace to forgive others. As you've given me that grace, may I find the grace to forgive another. And sometimes we even need to say, God, give me the strength 
to actually go to that other and say, will you forgive me? And I think these are good things. This is like our daily washing. They're good disciplines. So the river is serving us well. The idea of the river, there is a river and my goodness, you can eat out of it and you can drink out of it and you can get places in it and it can cleanse you. But there's somewhere else that I think that God wants us to go this morning. And to explain that, I need to take you to the Niagara River. I had the privilege of being there. I was doing some work at a church there many years ago and the pastors took me to see the Niagara Falls. Well, they are every bit as wonderful as every photo you've ever seen, utterly majestic. Um, being wired up the way I am when they took me down in the lift so you could actually be behind the falls and look out at the falls, I mostly was looking at the ceiling and walls to make sure they weren't caving in there. Just um, a little insight into the way I function. They took me then down a little way where you could stand on a platform, you're away from the falls, and now you were just over the Niagara River. That's the river that joins up Lake Ontario with Lake Erie. It's the border, the boundary provides some of the boundary between United States and Canada. And as I leant over this water that was just as majestic as the falls, it was swirling and it was quite wonderful, nearly frighteningly wonderful, I began to hear a sound and it totally, it's still in my auditory memory. It's the sound created by the velocity of the water moving the boulders. I don't know how big those boulders were, but oh my goodness, they made a sound. Around that time, I was doing some work in Bougainville and was in a village in Bougainville walking to another and walked over a bridge of a stream, not a river, a stream flowing from the mountain down to the Bismarck Sea. And again, I heard this clanging. And the best way I can describe it to you is like when the felt-headed mallet um, hits the timpani drum at like the crescendo of one of these great grand orchestral pieces. Uh, the noise is building and the instruments are playing and then you get this bang. That's the sound of these boulders. And like I say, I don't know how big they were. They sounded big, but they may not have been. It might have been the echo effect, the sonic effect, who knows. Uh, I'm wondering if there are times in our life and if this strange time around the globe is offering us this, it's a time where um, we can do our splash around daily cleansing, but we could also stop and say, God, I actually want to go beyond that level of having a sense of flow with you. Um, I'm prepared now and I give you freedom for us, you and me, God, to go a little deeper and deal with some stuff that I actually, I don't even know if I want to recognise it. I'm not sure, but I'm prepared to give this a shot. We might say these would be things that we'd say, oh, just let sleeping dogs lie, or I'm just going to sweep that under the carpet. Um, uh, things that, that, to even think about them, the hurt level, the pain level, the exhaustion of trying to deal with the pain means I cannot go there. They might be the things where somebody who knows us and loves us well, hears us 
opining about something and they might say to themselves, oh my goodness, does she have Ursho's? So it's like Ursho's. They're, they're deep things and they're not always, it's not always the right time in life for us to deal with them. But I'm wondering if we should be grabbing hold of this season as a time for dealing with some of these bolder issues. So to help us with that, I want us to go to Psalm 51, verse 10. And here David writes this gut-wrenching, excruciating prayer. He says to God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Now he goes on to say other things. He says, don't cast me away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Then I will teach sinners about you and about your ways. He goes on to say some other rich things. But today we're just going to look at verse 10. Create in me a clean heart. Why did he need to pray that prayer? It's because of some boulders some pretty big boulders, um, just listing them off in the story behind that psalm. He was abrogating his responsibilities. He was wasting the gift of time in his life, committing adultery, lying about it, manipulating a story, and finally murder. We may not have all of those boulders in our lives, but we probably have so what I'd like to do now is just go through some key verses because I think they illuminate to us what it might mean for us to have a purgativa or a sweet, clean element to our life as river dwellers. So first of all, we've got create. Create in me a clean heart. Create. And the Hebrew word for create, it's like a do-over. What it is not is a rebuild of an old building. That word create means could you knock down the old building and could we start again? It's a do-over word. Create in me a clean heart. The word clean, now I've never looked up create or clean or renew. I've certainly done some thinking about the heart and the spirit, and we'll talk about that in the moment, in a moment, but I have never really looked into this idea of a clean heart. You're not going to believe it. That word clean is clean ceremonially, clean physically, clean morally, and clean chemically. Chemically. That made me think about the idea of being forensically clean and somewhere I'm just going to see if I can find where I wrote the definition to that because it's so fantastic. I've moved on a little bit, haven't I? Here it is. Um, it is a disc or tape or other storage device that is completely free of data or viruses. Create in me a virus-free heart. 
beautiful. This word heart, now I, I have, um, and I don't expect you to remember, but um, some long time ago spoke on the difference between having a broken heart and a wounded spirit. And it's from there that I've got some understanding of this. The word heart is the word lab, L-E-B or L-E-B. Um, it's kind of like the center of everything within us. It's our will, it's our emotions, and it's even our intellect. So we're saying, God, I want a do-over that will give me a virus-free, an impediment-free, that will make me chemically, physically, ceremonially clean in my mind, my will, and my emotions, the centre of who I am. I think that's a fantastic prayer. In all of that, there is always courage. Um, a few weeks ago, when Josh was introducing the theme, There is a River, he spoke about the KonMari effect, uh, which is where we take things and we say, thank you for the fact you've given me joy in the past, but you're now part of yesterday in my life. So we have to come to a place where even good things things that were even a blessing to us. It's like, thank you, God, for that, but I'm just going to put it over here now because if I stay fixated on that, it's going to make it difficult for me to have a do-over um, in my mind, my will, and my emotions. It's a very good prayer. And then he said, renew a right spirit. Now, as I've been preparing this message, this has just come alive and I'm, I'm loving what it's doing inside of me and I hope I can convey it to you. Where the word create was a do-over word, it's not rebuild, it's knock the building down and start again. The word renew is a rebuild word and there's logic to that. That word renew is the renew, restore, um, recreate. It's renew a right spirit. And that word spirit, ruach, it speaks of the wind of God, the breath of God breathing over us. The spirit within us is the God part in us. Why would I ever want that tampered with? I don't want that got rid of. That's the only bit of me that's much good. The spirit of God within us. We're not saying, God, I don't like the part of you that's in me. We're saying it just needs refreshing. Oh God, because I've allowed boulders, the daily, the daily washing's been great, but I've got some big stuff. And because I've allowed that big stuff to lie dormant in my life, as a result, I'm a bit stale in my spirit. Will you renew? Will you refresh? Don't take your spirit from don't take your presence from me. Just refresh. Just renew. I wonder if that's how we're going to experience this reset that Graham spoke about last week. Um, for me, I've got a little area by my prayer chair and it just means something to me. There are some things there that mean something to me and they aid my prayer life and I actually added a little box recently. Um, I'm wanting to kind of transfer the boulders in me into the box and put a lid on them and say, it's done now. 
I wonder if that's what David was doing. I wonder if that's our invitation today for this river and for these streams to be able to flow without observable turbulence because we have allowed the boulders to be moved by invitation to the one who loves us so much, so much, to dislodge and to get rid of those things that are an impediment to our free flow of life with him. I'm going to finish with prayer. Will you join me? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' precious name. Thank you that we can be joined. Thank you that we're alive in this era where we can actually be joined so quickly and so instantly and so effectively by technology. I thank you for that, Lord. Um, and so we join our hearts as one right now and we join our hearts together with you under your Lordship. Lord, you see our daily journey. There are some people watching this podcast who right now are busier than they've ever been and probably it's a good day if they can kind of rattle off before they go to bed. Oh God, I'm in the, sh I'm in the shallows, um, cleanse, and you in your grace do exactly that. Thank you for your awareness of our humanity and your kindness that gets us past these seasons of intense busyness. But some of us have time we didn't expect. God, brave us up so that we can say to you, river of life, I allow you to flow with such intensity within my being that some of these things that have been hindrances, they've been points of blockage, these places in me that are unbeneficial to the free flow of life. I give you freedom now to dislodge them. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. Refresh yourself in us. Or to use Graham's word, Lord, we set ourselves now before you for a Reset in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you and um, till we meet again. Mm -hmm.